The big question is, how does someone with MS actually improve their mobility, strength, energy, independence, the list goes on. My name is Dr. Gretchen Hawley, physical therapist and multiple sclerosis specialist. Welcome to the Missing Link Podcast. Tune in as I share the top strategies and exercises to help you gain control over your life with MS using research-driven insights and advice from top industry experts. Whether you're newly diagnosed or have had MS for over 30 years, whether you have relapsing MS or progressive MS, this podcast is for you. You're sure to feel empowered and inspired after each episode. Ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I have been polling a lot of my followers over on social media, on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, asking you guys, what topic do you want to hear on the Missing Link podcast as our final episode of 2021 as we gear up for 2022? And I gave a bunch of different options. And on all of my social media platforms, the topic that was selected by you guys the most were tips to start the new year off strong and consistent with your goals. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I have two tips that I have given all of my missing link members. And I have found that these two in particular have been the most instrumental in helping you not only stay consistent with your goals, whatever those goals may be, but also getting back on track. So I'm just going to jump right into them. The first thing that you can do to help you stay on track and get consistent and stay consistent with any goal you're working towards, whether it is exercise or hydration or a skincare routine or anything at all, not pressing the snooze button, you name it, whatever the goal is, the first thing that I believe we must do is form a why. And what I mean by this is determine exactly why you have this goal anyways. Why do you want to stay consistent with exercise? Why do you want to drink water or stop pressing the snooze button? Why is it important to you? And this boils down to the simple fact that we do the things that we prioritize. And if our minds cannot understand why it's a priority for us, it's so much easier to just not do it or say, I'll do it tomorrow. Or next week is when I'll start. Next Monday will be the perfect day for me to start eating healthy. So we need to create this why. And I have a way that you can do this effectively, because if I were to ask you right now, let's just stick with the example of exercise. If I were to ask you right now, why do you want to exercise? Why is it important to you that you stay consistent with your exercise? You might say something like, well, because I want to walk better or because I want to get stronger. And those are really great answers, but it doesn't evoke enough emotion to allow you to actually stay consistent or get back on track with it. So I am actually going to give you two examples of how to do this exercise. And then I'm hoping that you can actually do this exercise on your own. The general rule of thumb 
for creating your why is to first and foremost, ask yourself the question of why do you want to do this goal? What will it mean for you? So for this first example, we'll stick with exercise. So answer that first question. And then the second part to this strategy is to ask yourself why again, and then answer that. And then ask yourself why again, and then answer that. And so essentially you're just asking yourself why as many times as you can until you have this end statement of why you truly and deeply want to exercise, what it really means to you. And that's where a lot of people go wrong. They'll come up with a blanket why statement of, I want to be healthy. I want to walk better. I want to get stronger, but you need emotion tied to it. So I think this first example I'm going to give is a really great one. It came from one of my missing link members where we were working together on this one-on-one. So I asked my client, I know you want to exercise, but why, what, what does it mean to you? Why do you want to stay consistent at it? And her response was, I want to exercise because I want to be able to walk better. And I said, that's great. Why do you want to walk better? And she said, because if I walk better, I'll spend more time with my friends and family because I can go out on walks with them. And I said, well, why is that important? And she said, because that will mean that I'm included instead of staying home alone, I'm more included in their, their plans throughout the day. And I said, well, why is that important? And she said, because if I feel included, then I'll feel more comfortable sharing how I'm feeling that day and sharing my, my physical limitations. And more than anything, I won't feel like an outsider. I'll be included. So I'm not an outsider just looking in on their plans and on their activities. And I said, well, why is that important? And she said, because if I'm not an outsider, I will feel supported on my journey and I won't feel alone. And I just thought that was so powerful. So you might be thinking right now, as I was asking her why, the why might be obvious in a lot of these situations, but it's important to point it out. For example, one of those um, answers that she had to my question of why was that I'll walk better and therefore I'll spend more time with my family and friends. And I asked why, of course, someone's going to want to spend more time with their family and friends. It's not necessary to ask why right there. That could be the end of your statement, but the more you ask why, the more you'll get to a deeper answer. So you'll see that her statement went from, I want to exercise because I want to get better at walking to, I want to exercise so that I don't feel less alone. Shoot. I said that wrong. So you'll see that in this specific example with my missing link number, she went from saying, I want to exercise because I want to walk better. And it changed to, I want to exercise because I want to feel supported and I don't want to feel alone. Now that's going to evoke so much more emotion. If she's exercising because she doesn't want to feel alone, because she doesn't want to feel isolated, And because she wants to feel supported, you are way more likely to actually stay consistent with your exercises versus just thinking about walking better. And of course, walking better will be part of that plan, but think about the deeper reason. Walking better is great, but not feeling isolated and not feeling alone and feeling supported in this journey is something that 
is more likely to make you consistent with your exercise. Okay, I wanna move on to a second example. And this is actually a personal example that I went through. So as I mentioned in the beginning, you can use this asking yourself why strategy for literally any goal. So I did this with water intake. I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I am not great at staying hydrated. It's something I'm working on and I have been doing better lately. But generally speaking, I'm not the best at drinking water. And it's one of those things where I keep setting this goal for myself and I'll do great for one day or maybe two days. And then I fall off track again and I have a really hard time staying consistent. So I did this practice of asking myself why, and I want, I wrote it down and I'm going to read it to you because I think it's really important to write it down. If you don't write it down, it's all in your head and it takes a lot of energy to remember what you said before and to actually see your end statement. So I wrote this down and this is what I came up with. So what is my goal? My goal is to drink more water. Well, why? And I had said that I want to drink more water because it's supposed to be good for me. Well, why does that matter? Because drinking more water, it can hydrate me and I'll feel more energized when I'm hydrated. Well, why does that matter? And I answered because my job is a motivator. One big part of my job is to motivate other people, which depends on me having enough energy to motivate people. If I'm not energized, I can't motivate people. Well, why is that important? It's important because I want to impact other people's lives. I want to be that motivator. I want to give other people energy. Well, why does that matter? Because if I'm not hydrated and not energized, I won't be able to pass on my energy to other people. So you'll see that my goal of drinking water went from, I want to drink water because I know it's good for me. And because a lot of things can improve because of it. And it changed to, I want to drink water because my motivation to others and my energy to others depends on it. So I am so much more likely to drink water when I have that mindset of, Hey, this water, this sip that I'm about to take is going to give me more energy to change people's lives versus having the thought of, I'm going to take this sip of water because it's good for me. So I think those are two good examples. I hope you can see where we're going with this, but the main things to remember, number one, just ask yourself, what is your goal? Then number two, ask yourself why as many times as possible, why statements. And in between those why, you're answering them. So what is your goal? Why is that important to you? And answer that. Why is that important to you? And answer that. Why is that important to you? And truly, I tell my clients, shoot for anywhere between five to 10 times of asking yourself why and coming up with an answer. And make sure you're writing it down or typing it down. And you might find that you actually have to come back to this activity. Many times I've started this and I feel like I get stuck. I've maybe only asked myself why three times and I just cannot go further. I feel like I'm at the end. So take a break for a few hours or a day or two and come back and see if you can go a little deeper. The end result is that you should have something that makes you feel emotional, something that makes you feel like this is something that I need to do because I don't want to risk not having this end result of your why that you came up with.
So I hope that was helpful. That, that strategy alone can be instrumental in helping you get back on track and staying on track. But the second one that I want to share with you today is giving yourself proof because I know for a fact that some of you guys listening to this right now might be saying, yeah, that sounds great. And I bet that'll stay, that'll help me stay consistent for a month, but I'm probably going to fall back off track. Or that doesn't sound like it'll work for me because you know what? I've tried to do it before and it didn't work. It didn't last. And I understand, as I mentioned earlier, I've experienced that with my water intake. I've also experienced it with not pressing the snooze button. I've told myself I've made this goal of not pressing the snooze button and I still press the snooze button. So this next step and strategy has a few different components to it. The first part is just acknowledging that by reminding yourself of all of the times that you have not succeeded, such as every time I tried to drink water and didn't succeed consistently, or every time I said, okay, I'm going to stop pressing the snooze button as of this morning. And then I continued pressing the snooze button. Every time I remind myself of those, I'm giving myself proof that I in fact will not be consistent with anything moving forward, regardless of what it is. And so acknowledging that is the first step. The second step to this is to give yourself proof, build up your proof as to why you actually can stay consistent at this goal that you're setting. Because if you have a deep, profound why, but you are also giving yourself proof that this will not work for you, then it's probably not gonna work for you. But if you have a deep, profound why, and you have proof of why you can do this and you constantly remind yourself of this proof, then you are way more likely to actually stick to something long enough to see results, to feel that energy from being hydrated, to see your walking improve, to feel your strength and balance improve. So what I want you to do, this is another exercise for you to do on that same piece of paper that you are either writing or typing your why. I want you to flip it over and on the back side, I want you to write down as many examples as possible of proof of when you have achieved something in the past, of when you have stuck to something consistently, therefore you had met your goal. And this can be in any area of your life and it can also be pre-MS diagnosis. So a few examples that I like to give my Missing Link members when we're talking about this. Number one, education. Have you graduated from high school or college or have you obtained some type of professional or specialized degree? If so, that is proof that you stuck to something. You started school you studied your butt off and you finished it. You completed it. That is proof that you completed that goal. You have achieved that. That is proof. Another example might be learning a new language. Have you learned a new language? Maybe it was all the way back in high school when you had to take Spanish class or French class or Latin, but you learned a new language. Or maybe it was more in your adult years where you decided to maybe try Rosetta Stone or one of the other types of uh, applications. I know there's Duolingo. Have you learned a new language? If so, that takes consistency and practice over time. That is proof that you were able to stick to something. 
Another option, have you traveled? As I'm sure you're aware, traveling requires preparation and planning, and then carrying out that plan and going on the trip and then returning home. If you've ever traveled, that is proof that you actually have stuck to something. Doesn't matter if it was easy or hard or fun, you stuck to that. You stayed consistent and you followed through. Have you completed a craft or some type of project? I personally love quilting and I just recently am getting more into embroidery. As soon as I finish one of my embroidery projects, that gives me proof that, hey, yeah, I did stick to this. I consistently worked on this and now I am done with this project. I've made quilts in the past. Every quilt that I have stuck to is proof that I completed this. I stayed consistent long enough, whether it was for a week-long project or two years, I did it and I completed it. Have you fostered friendships or relationships? If so, that takes work too. You have to stay in touch with them. Not only that, have you made it to any of your doctor's appointments? This too takes consistency and it takes work. It takes follow through. It requires that you make the appointment. It requires that you get dressed for the appointment, that you physically make it there, that you stay there to complete the session, and then you come home. If you've attended an appointment, that is again proof that, hey, you stuck to what you said you were going to do. So I want you to write down as many things as you can think of. Another example that just popped in my head. Do you drive or have you ever had a driver's license? If so, again, that's proof that you worked at something and you saw it through. So come up with a list of as many things as you can that shows you that, hey, even though this happened a year ago or maybe 20 years ago or more or anywhere in between, I stuck to it. And therefore I can stick to this goal as well. So it's really important that you're feeding your mind with this positivity and this proof that you have done it so that your brain can make that connection that, hey, because I've done that, I can do this too. It doesn't matter if it's vastly different if you're comparing traveling to this exercise routine that you want to stick to, or if you're comparing that you made it to an appointment to this exercise routine. Anything you've ever accomplished is proof that your brain can do this too. So make a big long list and look at it frequently, especially when you feel like you're a little discouraged and like you can't do this, or maybe you did fall off track for one day. Do not let that build up in your mind to mean that you can't make this goal happen or that you already failed. You did not look at your proof. It can be immensely helpful in helping you stay on track and consistent. And I did just want to let you guys know too, as we're talking about these goals with exercise, if you feel like, you know what, I do want to improve my walking, or I do want to improve my strength improve, improve my balance, improve anything related to exercise, but you feel like you don't know what to do. Like, yeah, I really want to improve that, but I don't know what exercises to do. Then I would highly suggest that you check out my program called the Game Changers. And this is just a very quick program that includes four different videos. So the first is an intro to exercise when you have multiple sclerosis or really any type of autoimmune disorder or mobility limitation. Then there's one video that goes into what neuroplasticity is because 
neuroplasticity is the reason that you actually can improve your strength, your mobility, your balance, et cetera. There's another video that explains exactly what type of exercises you should be doing to reach your goals. And I review things like if your goal is walking or if your goal is standing up from the floor or standing up with better strength from a low surface. And the last video is on parameters. So you have these exercise types, you know what you should be doing. Now, how many reps should I be doing? How many sets should I be doing? So it's a really quick course that in my opinion, gives you the basics, the foundation of what you should be doing. It's a one-time fee of only $7. And again, it's called the Game Changers course. So I will put the link for that in the show notes. Feel free to check that out if you are interested. And again, that's just going to be most helpful for people who want to start some type of exercise program, but you just don't really know what to be doing to reach your goals. Or maybe you feel like you have improved your strength in the past, but it didn't improve your function. Your walking was still challenging or stair climbing was still challenging. It may have been because you were doing the wrong type of exercise. So Again, I will put that link in my show notes. I hope that these two tips have been helpful for you. And I would highly encourage you again, I'm going to repeat myself, write this down. It's so important to physically see it, whether you type it or write it, it's easier to do the activity and it's easier to come back to on those days that you feel like you really don't want to stay consistent. So just as a recap, forming your why, a deep, profound, meaningful why by asking yourself why over and over again, why you want to reach that goal. And then the second, building up your proof that you can do this because you have stuck to other things in the past. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you have a happy new year and a wonderful start to your 2022. I hope you tune in to our next episode. Thank you for listening to today's show. I am so grateful to have you as a listener. If you'd like extra resources, such as a video of one of my seated exercise classes, my favorite core exercises, and the opportunity to ask me your questions, head to missinglink.com forward slash insider. That link will be shared in the show notes along with links to my social media handles. If you love this episode and think a friend or family member with MS would benefit from listening, please go ahead and text or email this podcast to them right now. Sharing this podcast will help me educate and empower as many MS warriors as possible. Thanks again for joining and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Missing Link Podcast.